following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfland. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all to another exciting episode right here inside the Jackal's Head live on psn-radio.com. Thank you all for joining me on this very beautiful, quiet September 20th, 2020. That's right, it's uh, 9 2020 and it's quiet outside. So far, no riots, no looting, not even a mouse down here in the south. And I hope we keep it that way. It's been a weird week. We have a lot happening in the news. And I'm going to catch you guys up on some of the things that caught my attention this week. Which I thought I should bring up on the show. With that said, I want to give a a few plugs before I get on to the news. Plugging first. Plug, plug, plug. Here we go. Time to plug. First of all, of course, I want to say thank you to all my listeners uh, checking out the show live and on podcast. And uh, as always, you can check out the free podcast on angelishpino.com. And also, you can check out the uh, show live on triple dash. Actually, I'm sorry. Triple W dot PSN dash radio dot com. Again, that's www.psn-radio.com. And uh, let's see, the other one is, oh yeah, soflowradio.com. www.soflowradio.com, all one word. And the Global Enlightenment Radio Network, which uh, carries the show weekly, so... uh, you know, uh, shout out to those uh, three net- three networks there, and uh, thank you for carrying uh, the Jackal's Head, a very spooky place. Uh, with me, uh, as usual, is my sidekick Pete behind the glass. Uh, shout out to him, and I want to give a shout out also to Jeffy Ryder from the uh, Pirate Network, who uh, probably is not listening right now, but uh, maybe he'll check out the podcast later. Who knows? But if you guys want to join in on the conversation tonight, please do so. You can always look us up on the Skype by uh, looking up PSN Radio. And, of course, calling in if you want to do the call-in number, which is 786-245-8127. Again, that's... 786-245-8127. By the way, we're going to uh, probably ditch that number uh, pretty soon uh, because of uh, we, you know, we rarely uh, use it. And uh, Skype is uh, Skype to Skype is free. You can use it from anywhere on the planet. So if you have a phone nowadays, you most likely have a smartphone with Skype on it already. So there's really no need to uh, make long distance uh, phone calls anymore. So uh, enjoy what we can. I think it's probably going to run out at the end of the month uh, coming up here, and then from then on, it's going to be just full Skype connection. And a lot happening uh, besides just not 
just that, but a lot happening uh, with myself and the show. I will be starting off at the end of the uh, month coming up now and uh, the next month coming up. I will be starting my video podcast live on YouTube, which uh, you can check that out over at youtube.com forward slash Angel Espino. Yeah, I got myself branded, y'all. So if you go over there right now, you'll see my uh, my website. It, it, it's awesome. I already have a lot of uh, subscribers that have joined up. Please give it a, a like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Right now, I don't have uh, original content there yet, but we'll uh, have a lot of original videos coming up on right there. Again, youtube.com forward slash Angel Espino, and um, that's going to be something that I'm going to really be pushing. So please subscribe it, like it, thumbs up, everything. You know the uh, the whole spiel, shebang. Right now, I got about four thousand six hundred and eighty um, subscribers, which is a pretty darn good number since I really haven't had uh, any original content other than uh, I've linked a lot of my other shows, like uh, this show here inside the Jackal's Head and uh, Skywatchers Radio and uh, whatnot. And we, you know, we've linked it over there. And um, when I say linked it, I'm talking about, like, I do a video podcast of the audio show that we do here on uh, Sunday nights and live on Thursday also, by the way. And uh, the podcast, I, you know, convert it to video and I post it on there. Uh, but that's going to be, uh, that's different from what I'm going to be doing on this channel. This channel is actually going to have me live uh, taking your Q&A, uh, giving you some uh, news of the day, and uh, all other uh, stuff that ends in A. And uh, hopefully it takes off. I uh, hope it does well. Um, congrats to uh, Kate from Around the Campfire tonight. She did a fantastic job on her own show. And uh, really, um, I'm proud of uh, the way uh, it's shaping up on her show. It's good uh, good stuff on it. She talked about natural herbs and uh, really interesting uh, topic uh, when it comes to like you know self-medication and self-healing and stuff. Uh, in fact, some of the stuff that she was talking about, I, I was kind of familiar with. Uh, because my mom used to actually take uh, some of these uh, things, so I wasn't too uh, like you know lost in what she was talking about. I actually kind of knew a little bit of uh, the the conversation that she was having. But uh, really good stuff. Uh, of course, we got Kaiser's uh, Talk Radio coming up after this show tonight, and uh, we have uh, Mitchell the Lionheart with his show after that show. Uh, with Unleashed Truth Radio, and in the second hour tonight, I welcome. My guests for the show, actually, they're going to be joining me a little bit earlier. I promised I was going to get them on the line here probably uh, within the uh, next uh, 20 minutes. So they're going to join me in a little bit extended time. Uh, because there's three gentlemen who are going to join me in what is kind of a uh, kind of a round table type of thing. You know, to mention uh, the name of the round table, which is now, uh, by the way, uh, no longer a show, but that's a different story, but uh, we have uh, Daniel uh, Lewis Crumpton coming back onto the show, and uh, he's a really cool dude, he was on the uh, George Tribute that I did uh, a month ago, and uh, uh, we did uh, an entire uh, hour with him on the second hour, and a uh, really, really cool guy, and with him uh, this week, we're going to have uh, returning because last time he had to bail uh, really quick. Uh, the one and only Dylan Wade 
Bates will be joining us uh, from the very beginning, and hopefully he can make it to the very end. And uh, with us uh, as well is going to be a new uh, crewmate, Kai Wong, and uh, we're going to uh, talk to all three gentlemen, and uh, that's going to be the next uh, few minutes. Before that, I do have uh, a couple of audio clips I wanted to get to, and of course, uh, some of this uh, deals with what's uh, going on in the news. In, in the news right now, folks, uh, as you know, and uh, as you've been uh, hearing, not only on this show, but I'm sure all over the internet, and uh, where they actually play real news, not the fake news like CNN or MSNBC or CBS or any of these you know terrible networks that all they do is feed you lies and misinformation but uh you know we on the underground radio movement uh, or the internet which is really what this is uh we have been uh, our own news source let's just put it that way uh since you know we can't trust the regular news uh these days to bring us anything good uh or even worth checking out but if you guys have been following what's uh, been going on with the uh, ballot harvesting situation if you don't know what that is that's what the democrats are pushing and i'm gonna get directly right into this because uh this is a very hot topic going into the election cycle coming up now uh the democrats are heavily pushing uh you know uh universal mailing right for uh, voters in other words uh, check it out, folks. Uh, they can rig the election very easily. Let's just say you're working at a, one of these, uh, uh, you know, facilities for the post office, and you really hate Trump. Well, hell, you you really hate Biden, right? You're you're one of these people that really just uh, you're not bipartisan at all. You could take a lot of the mail that uh, you get there and just throw it right out. Get rid of it. Right, that's uh, that's rigging the election. That's leaving it up to people to uh, you know do away with uh, maybe thousands or millions of votes. And you say, well, how can they tell who you're voting for? Well, it's already been kind of shown that the actual um, you know paper or envelope itself that you uh, you get when you get one of these uh, mail-in voters uh, has a code in the back that tells you whether it's Democrat or Republican. And with that code, if you're uh, swinging one way or the uh, next, you could highly, really rig this election. And, of course, you know, we have a lot of uh, crooked stuff happening from the left. So is who, who is not to say that they wouldn't try to rig the election with uh, this mail-in balloting? This is why they, uh, they're doing what they're doing. This is why all these tactics to, uh, you know, uh, talk about the how the president is trying to be a dictator uh, because he, he, he doesn't want the universal mailing. No, he's not trying to be a dictator by telling people, hey, I want you to, to go vote in, in person and make it count. That's not being a dictator. That's being an actual leader and letting the people choose. A dictator is one that says, no, you stay at home and we're going to do it our way. Uh, which is like saying, yeah, we're going to rig this shit, and no matter what you do, you're going to do it the way we want you to do it. The president is doing the the actual 
uh, American way, which is you guys want to go vote, go vote in person like every other election before this. Uh, we've been through pandemics before, and uh, while this is a, a serious one for sure, I don't think it's serious enough where we cannot go vote in person. Look, if you can go riot and loot and uh, destroy cities in person, you can go vote. So, uh, you know, I don't want to hear none of this nonsense from, like, the likes of nasty Nancy Pelosi and the evil socialists on the left. Uh, in fact, uh, speaking of uh, socialists, I got into uh, into a little bit with uh, somebody on Facebook uh, earlier today uh, named Eugene. And uh, I don't want to give his last name out. Uh, normally a very nice uh, person, you know, we... we Different opinion a little bit, uh, but man, let me tell you, it's hard to like knock sense into some of these people because they're so uh, completely warped with what's uh, just wrong with the world. Their leftist, mindless, uh, mindless uh, agenda is is just ridiculous. I mean, they stand for nothing other than the, really the destruction of this country, which I don't get. Uh, how are you born here and you hate it here? Because what something that happened three four hundred years ago, a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago. Listen, this is twenty twenty. It's time to grow up, grow up hair, and move the hell forward. Would it be progressive? Progressive is not worrying about what happened two hundred years ago. Progressive is really is moving on into the future and really carving a path to the righteous way of living and uh, let me tell you going backwards with socialism and communism is not doing it that's not going in the right direction biden harris is taking you back to a time where all this divisiveness got really started uh guess who had people in the white house from black lives matter from antifa obama he literally is you know one of the catalysts for these two uh, domestic terrorist groups, and uh, even the Russia hoax against Trump came through Obama's desk. So let's not you know uh, forget the facts that we had a president for eight years that divided this country, did nothing for the African American community, lied to the entire nation. Obamacare was a disaster. He did nothing for anybody but the transgender community by putting you know transgenders in regular bathrooms rooms and having the u.s taxpayers pay for sex changes i mean come on come on man to quote sleepy joe come on man get real now you know when i hear people on the left who are born in this country hating on this country it just i mean honestly i'm cuban and sadly i can never run for president because i was born in cuba but if i was able to run for president it would be a completely different ball game because this would be the this would be the real mecca because I love America and I think anybody who doesn't love this country and lives here should be ashamed of themselves. If you want to destroy it, it's because you don't love this country. And this is not a white thing or a black thing because a lot of people in the hood, a lot of people in the suburbs, a lot of people that are rich love this country. In the same way, there's a lot of crazy motherfuckers who hate this country. And you can tell who the crazies are by looking in their eyes. Look at some of the people that have arrested. Just look at their eyes. They have that Charles Manson look, that deranged, crazy look. 
And a lot of these people are the people that are, have been let out by these Democrat cities. Uh, in fact, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, who ended up uh, having to shoot one of these scumbags, uh, shot that uh, one dude with the red shirt. Remember that guy, the bald guy? Yeah, he raped five boys, that guy. He was, he was not a good guy. Okay, he was a member of Antifa. He was yelling the N-word. Not a good dude. Okay, and he was let out early because, uh, you know, Democrats. And uh, they were like, yeah, you got to get out because we don't want you to get COVID in prison. So they let him out. What did he do? He was rioting. Got himself shot. Good riddance. One less headache in the books. As I see it, they should give a medal to Kyle Rittenhouse. He's a, he's a, that kid is a national treasure. Uh, you know what? I applaud him. And uh, sadly, the media is trying to, like, say he's a Nazi or some crap. Look at him, he's a Nazi running with a gun. Idiots. Total nincompoops and idiots. And, uh, you know, somebody on the left who I actually enjoyed and uh, thought that she did a good job uh, for a lot of things that she was saying. I didn't always agree with her. I think some of her politics are a little bit, you know, liberal extreme but not too extreme um but for the most part uh she was uh pretty uh pretty interesting is uh miss uh tulsi uh, gabbard who as you know is uh you know somebody who ran for president and uh got close uh, but no cigar uh hawaiian war veteran very well spoken and uh she's only like 38 so she still has a lot to go even though she says she's leaving politics as soon as her, uh, you know, her uh, time is done. Uh, but I think in the future she might end up running again for pre- for president. And uh, right now I think she's only doing it because uh, old Hillary called her a Russian asset, which kind of really hurt not only her, her reputation, but, I mean, once you get labeled that and it's not true, it's, you know, something that the media is always going to use against you. But uh, she had a really good hot take on this whole, uh, you know, uh, nonsense with uh, ballot harvesting that's going on and uh, this is one of the clips I want to play for y'all so check it out and uh, let's uh, come back and talk about it we're getting closer and closer to election day now and it is critical to remember that the strength of our democracy lies in the integrity of our elections that every one of us has to have faith that our vote will count But right now, there are still many states in our country that allow for something called ballot harvesting. This is a a system that allows for third parties to collect and deliver ballots for other people, potentially large numbers of people. Unfortunately, ballot harvesting has allowed for fraud and abuse to occur by those who could tamper with or discard ballots to try to sway an election for or against a certain candidate or party. Now, our vote is our voice. So whether in the midst of a pandemic, as we are now, where mail-in voting is likely to drastically increase, or even in a normal election, no one, no one should get in between a voter and the ballot box. Now, while some states have prohibited vote harvesting or ballot harvesting, many have not, which again allows for abuse from third parties collecting and mishandling ballots. This is something that we've actually seen happen in recent elections. Now, to protect the integrity of our vote in our elections, 
I've introduced legislation called the Election Fraud Prevention Act with my friend, Representative Rodney Davis. Our bipartisan bill protects the chain of custody for every one of our ballots by prohibiting funding from going to states that allow this practice of ballot harvesting to occur. This bill will actually encourage states to stop this practice that's ripe for fraud and that poses a serious threat to the integrity of our elections. And we urge our leaders in Congress to take up this legislation quickly to support and ensure the integrity of our elections. There you go, folks, to ensure the integrity of our elections. And uh, that is exactly what the left is trying to destroy. And remember, she is a Democrat. Okay, she is. Uh, she ran for the Democratic uh, nomination, and uh, she is right on the money. This is a tactic they're trying to use to destroy and rig the election. You got to be careful. I'm look. I'm putting my life on the line, like everybody else wants to go vote in person. I have health issues, as a lot of you know. I, I suffer from uh, lupus, myxoderma. I, I have all kinds of uh, issues going on. But I'm taking my ass and I'm voting in person. Okay, I don't care if I contract that COVID-19, 20, or Kung Flu, or whatever. It doesn't matter. This is a very, very important election, and we all have to do our part, and we have to make this count. Now, also this week, we had a uh, loss of a uh, Justice Supreme uh, Court uh, judge, uh, of course, Ruth uh, Benton Ginsburg passed away, and uh, as we uh, all you know mourn uh, for the great job that she did as a uh, you know Supreme Court judge, and really in her life, she uh, you know was a very inspiring person for women and uh, men alike. I mean, she did a, a lot of really good things and a lot of uh, well, not so good things, depending on you know what, what way you look at it. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, passed away. She was 87, and she was battling uh, cancer. And uh, now this brings up a uh, you know a new thing that's happening here in the news, where now her seat is available, and we go from one thing to the, uh, another here on a daily basis when it comes to politics, uh, folks. And now with her seat available, they're of course saying we're going to burn this shit down if Trump puts somebody on her seat. We can't have that. Well, it's his uh, presidential right if he wants to do it, and I think he's going to do it. And why the left wants this uh, not to happen easily? Because this allows the uh, Republicans to put somebody who's conservative, who is bipartisan, and who will do what's right. And uh, in case the uh, election uh, becomes a nightmare, and they have to go to the Supreme Court justices, and they, you know they have to vote on it, they don't get locked four to four. The ninth judge is the deciding factor a lot of times, and this is uh, like a this is like a golden egg laid on the Republican side, and it's a very important thing that's happening right now. Ted Cruz, which I'm gonna play a clip of here in a second laid it out perfectly check this clip out and when we come back we're going to have our guest on uh hopefully on the show uh daniel dylan and kai wong will be checking this out right now what is the right course moving forward well i i think the court 
we are one vote away from losing our fundamental constitutional liberties. And, and I believe that the president should next week nominate a successor to the court. And I think it is critical that the Senate takes up and, and confirms that successor before Election Day. There's going to be enormous pressure from the media. There's going to be enormous pressure from Democrats to delay filling this vacancy. But this election, this this nomination is why Donald Trump was elected. This confirmation is why the voters voted for a Republican majority in the Senate. And I'll tell you one reason in particular, Sean, why I think it is tremendously important that not only does the nomination happen next week, but that the confirmation happen before Election Day. Because Democrats and Joe Biden have made clear they intend to challenge this election. They intend to fight the legitimacy of the election. As you know, Hillary Clinton has told Joe Biden, under no circumstances should you concede, you should challenge this election. And we cannot have Election Day come and go with a 4-4 court. A 4-4 court that is equally divided cannot decide anything. And I think we risk a constitutional crisis if we do not have a nine-justice Supreme Court, particularly when there is such a risk of a contested litigation and a contested election. Twenty years ago, I was part of the legal team that litigated Bush versus Gore and went to the Supreme Court. Thirty-seven days, the country did not know who the president was going to be. And if we had a 4-4 court, it could have dragged on for weeks and months. And so I think we have a responsibility, a responsibility to do our job. The president should nominate a principled constitutionalist with a proven record. And the Senate is going to take a lot of work to get it done before Election Day. But I think we should do our job and, and protect the country from the constitutional crisis that could result. All right, everybody, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head right here live on PSN-Radio.com, SoFlow Radio and Global Enlightenment Radio Network. And uh, with me now on the line, the ones, the onlys, and I say that because there's more than one, uh, Daniel Lewis Crumpton, I love that name, that's a, very uh, peculiar name, Crumpton. And Dylan Wade, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing? Got three names like a serial killer and an assassin, and Crumpton is Gaelic for Little House by the River Dog. What's up? That's why I love it. It's so out there. <laughs> it sounds like a stage name. <laughs> it almost sounds like a stage name, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah kind of. It has that stagey. It has like that Hollywood uh, the writer like uh, for like slasher movies type of name. A writer for slasher movies? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not indeed? Why not indeed? There's some murder movies. Uh, nothing much. How you guys been since uh, last time we talked, which wasn't uh, long ago, but uh, how you guys been? How you, how I've you been two, great. Uh, Dylan's been shit. How about you? <laughs> Join the party. I'm fine. <laughs> No, no, uh, we've been up to some uh, naughty stuff, you know, most naughty stuff, but some good stuff since the last time we talked. I think uh, Zen and the Course just started coming into its own since the last time we were on your show, right, Dylan? Yeah, we've entered a metamorphosis of sorts. <laughs> yeah, something happened to Dylan on the last time. I think he was kind of like burnt out from like all the work you guys were putting into the show. And he's like, I got a bail, man. I'm out. <laughs> no, I, I have a very strict schedule that I keep. I'm very regimented. So like I go to bed at the same time every night. So That's what I told my girlfriend. I'm very regimented. I uh, 
And then she just shows up, and I'm like, okay, the regiment's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? I'm glad somebody on the team is as disciplined as Dylan, because it ain't happening on my end, I'll tell you that, that's for sure. <laughs> Someone's got to keep you in line. <laughs> if such a thing is even possible. <laughs> well, if such a thing is possible, then I am attempting it, sir. <laughs> and I admire your attempt, Dylan Wade. However, I shall... Uh, give you the snickety figure as you shall fail, my friend. Others have tried and uh, no. Those were not, those men were not me. (laughs) Jesus. You you two need a room alone? What's going on over here? (laughs) (laughs) We We can arrange that inside the jackal's head, by the way. (laughs) There are two homoerotic jokes already on our podcast, Angel. We don't need you adding to it. Oh, man. I, I am far too straight for the road this is going. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anywho. So what's Moving going on? along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> nah, Meanwhile, there's a fire going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no, how you guys keeping up over there in your necks of the woods? I mean, you guys, uh, I know, keeping safe. Uh, you're in, a, in the bunker like Joe Hyden, uh, Hyden Biden, or what are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, I, I'm just sort of, yeah, hiding, I guess is the best term for it. Nah, I'm, I'm, staying, da- I'm staying low, working, schoolwork, uh, occasionally doing podcasts with him. My condolences on the last part. Yeah, it must be tough. <laughs> All the laughter oh. and the tears. Especially when they're on shrooms. Oh. Yeah. Man, you know what? I haven't done shrooms. I don't want to date myself here since uh, 1998. Oh, year I was born. No shit. See, that makes me feel really Wait old. Wait a second. Angel, you, <laughs> haven't done, you haven't done psilocybin since 1988? No, no, no. 98. 98. How old do you yeah. think I am? Wow, oh, I don't do nothing <laughs> too good. <laughs> so, meanwhile, <laughs> talk about, oh, you did that real quick, too. It's pretty good. What, well, like five years later, you finally figure out his age. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about age anymore, dude. I just had a birthday, and everybody's starting to add the word boomer to my name, and I'm like, oh. Okay. Hey, hey! You vetoed calling the podcast Daniel Boomer Hour. I, I did veto that. I, there you go. That would have been a good name. It's a good name. Yes. I, no, I'm not going to take any stupid title like that, Dylan. The Daniel Boomer shit. Report. <laughs> but I will tell you this: back when I was your age, <laughs> back I when I was your that. age, I used to walk in the snow just to get to school. Oh, speaking of which, though, uh, I guess this is a boomer thing, and me and Dylan are probably going to do like a podcast on it. Have you guys seen on Netflix The Social Dilemma? No. What's that Uh, all about? um, No. It's on my list. Oh, my goodness, guys. You put it on my list, I think. I think so. Yeah, anybody who hasn't seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix, you need to go do it, because shortly thereafter, you will delete all social media off of your phone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already close to doing that, my friend. I I think the only one I might keep is Parlor, and uh, that's just for a little bit, you know. What is Parlor? What's that one? Parlor is uh, the conservative answer to Twitter. And uh, it launched uh, a little while back. It didn't really take off at first, uh, but now 
like everybody on the conservative uh, side of are jumping on board because they're getting censored on Twitter. Uh, so a lot of people are, are starting to check out Parler, and it's a pretty good uh, looking site. You could use it on uh, your phone, uh, website, and uh, it doesn't give you a limitation on characters you can put in like Twitter does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it's it's more like Facebook really, but they really are targeting more the Twitter audience since that seems to be more like the newsy uh, type of audience. You know, Facebook is completely like. I don't know what's going on with Facebook anymore, but uh, you know the uh, the uh, new generation now I think is leaning more towards that Twitter type of field. So that's kind of like what they're targeting a little bit more. But check out Parlor; it's uh, pretty interesting, and it's funny because you know Twitter has more of like a bluish color to like their design. Mm-hmm. Parlor has the red as their main design, so it's like it's all politics. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> as much as I love. Twitter, I could get past the politics of it all. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a, you know, it's it's uh, amusing because a lot of t- uh, you know people are like, well, you know, you, you tweet so much stuff out, and I'm like, yeah, because I have to. I run network and uh, I do my shows, and you know, I have to, uh, you know, tweet stuff out. I have to put stuff on Facebook, social media. But if I didn't do the shows and I didn't have the podcast. I would not be on any social media, to be honest with you. I'd completely be off of everything. I mean, back in the day when MySpace was the big deal, um, you know, talking about I get old that school. reference. Yeah, you, you remember I, that. I think I might have been like four or five. Yeah, uh, Dylan, I don't think you... That's, you, you, you were like, Google Gaga, well, and we were all MySpace. No. And then when we were, Zanga was out, Dylan was in his daddy's backbone. Dude, Friendster. <laughs> that's something I'm sure Dylan has never heard about. Friendster. Nope. See? Uh-huh. What's it called? Friendster. You remember that? No, I don't even know that one, Angel. Oh, see, Friendster is what really led to MySpace and Facebook. And uh, that was the original social media platform was Friendster. And then MySpace popped up and they took over and destroyed Friendster. And then Facebook came out and destroyed uh, MySpace. And that's kind of like the, the way the, uh, the the thing goes. So there's always a bigger fish that comes out and takes out the little you know fish. What, and, you know you what know. all this sounds like to me? It sounds like digital crack, digital heroin, digital cocaine. I mean, you know, an increase yeah. of different drugs in, the, in a digital vein. Which is funny, Friendster had a more white color uh, tone to the theme, so it, that could be the cocaine. Maybe so. I don't know. So anyway, when it, what's going yeah. on in politics lately, Dylan? Because I stopped paying attention, dude. What's going on lately? <laughs> why, uh, is the flag, why are the flags half mass? Supreme Court uh, Justice uh, Ginsburg died. Yeah, I was talking about that earlier in the show. Did you guys uh, listen to the first hour? No. <laughs> it's nothing personal. I don't listen to any podcast. <laughs> Even the one he's about to be on. You see how that goes, guys? This is what I got to put up with with uh, some of these people. Like they're going to be on. You know, you would think. Let me hear what's going on in the first hour. Not <laughs> this a clue. Is true, but in my defense, I was predisposed to a well, web calls. So whatever you got to do in the bathroom, when it's one or two, that's up to you. <laughs> nah, really. <laughs> Yes, it wasn't with the cost. Uh, uh, no, but I, it was. I was covering uh, the, the death of uh, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg, uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, she passed away. She was uh, ancient. In fact, I'm pretty sure her breath smells like the Great Depression, and uh, she's now gone into the 
ever after. And uh, I mean, I think she's been dead for the last ten years. I think honestly, when she was as a robot, and they just kind of like propped her up once in a while. So like, yeah, look, there she is. Yeah, she's just one of the liberal ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was heavy liberal. liberals on the court. Yeah, and now the the left is really pissed because this gets uh, it gives Trump not only yeah. is he constitutionally um, able to do this, but the Republicans, of course, are all backing it. Where he's going to be able to go in and uh, appoint a new uh, Supreme Court justice, and guess what? When he does that. Now there won't be a lock in case there's some kind of like rate to the election and they have to go to the to the Supreme Justice. Now there won't be a lock. There there won't be that four to four lock, and yeah. that's what the left doesn't want because they they want that lock because that will allow them to extend the election as long as they want. And oh, if no, it goes no, past I... January, the worst thing could happen to this country, and it's Nancy Pelosi will be in charge of the country as the commander-in-chief. She will be appointed president uh, on a temporary basis until the finish of the election, and that would destroy the country, because at that point, you know, they'll rig it so Trump loses. Well, no, so if it were a deadlock, the lower court would just stand so uh, there would be no extension that uh, oh believe me the left will extend it they'll do everything in their power right now the lower court a lot of them are are socialists and uh this is all part of their plan and this is why they're pissed because they know now this is going to throw a monkey wrench into one of the main parts of their plan which was having uh you know the uh old lady there to vote their way and uh, this is something that uh, it's like a golden goose that laid the golden egg and just landed right on Trump's lap or on his hair. Yeah, I, I don't want to probably. debate <laughs> politics. I stand more on the left side of things. Um, I know. I, I, I declare that. The, I hear that. The, the left, the left doesn't have a plan. My side is really bad at planning. We, we yeah, don't we don't have a master plan. We're just sort of wandering in a void. Um, uh, I, I've noticed that with so the Russian bad. collusion. I noticed that they were like, "Yeah, we'll get him a Russian collusion," but there's no evidence. We'll impeach him anyway. Uh, yeah, guys, you could get him on emoluments and foreign bribery. No, uh, uh, okay, fine. No, we're gonna fix this other things, and we're gonna like try to impeach him on fake shit. It's, it's, yeah, but, <laughs> you have, but you have real things. You have real things that are problematic. Okay, don't don't go with that. Fine. Why? Well, the, let me ask you a question, Dylan. Why is the, why is your side of the fence not doing that? Because they're not. They're dumb. They, they have this. <laughs> they have this idea that oh, they have to invalidate the loss of their side. They yeah. can't accept that they that we lost. We lost. Instead of trying to get them on things that actually happened, and there's plenty of it, and. Russian collusion may have happened, but there's very little hard evidence to connect it. There's some, but not enough. Um, they they feel the need to invalidate their loss. That's why they do it. They feel the need to invalidate their loss. Is that about right, Angel? Because um, I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm apolitical. I mean, Ron Paul's my president. So. <laughs> well, actually, Rand Paul would be a great president, uh, or Ron Paul, whichever. I think either one would be a, a good president. Uh, Give me Bernie but, back. <laughs> uh, yeah, keep, well, well Bernie you know, would be a disaster. I'm breaking up with you after this shit, Dylan. 
<laughs> you know, you know my philosophy. No, but anyway, Bernie would be a disaster. Uh, he's half right. There's a lot of stuff like uh, Trump has been a businessman for many, many years, and uh, there's, uh, of course, you're going to be able to dig up little things here and there. But as president, the the first three years he was in office, he produced things that. Uh, so far, you can't really dismiss, and uh, the economy was doing great. I mean, I was doing fantastic the first two years, you know, economically. Uh, it was thanks to the Trump economy. A lot of people I know really took advantage of uh, what he was doing economically, and were doing fantastic uh, in the stock market uh, everywhere. Uh, the problem is, you have people on the left who think that distribution of wealth is the answer to everything, and that's basically saying uh, you worked really hard for all your, your money. But now we're going to take it away from you. We're going to like tax you to, to you know 100, percent and then we're going to give it to the people that don't that don't want to work. Basically, that's what's going on with that. And see, that's 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 not cool. Man, because, uh, that's what really what's going on. And at the end of the day, look what's going on in all these cities that are being burnt to the ground and destroyed. They're all heavily democratic cities that were in, in complete ruins to begin with before the pandemic, before the rioting. I mean, New York has been a disaster for the last two or three years because of bad managing, bad governor, bad mayor. I mean, these people are not doing a good job. And all the cities are, again, democratically, heavily uh, ran cities. Uh, and uh, the fires in the West, I mean, we've we've caught how many people now doing arson, causing a lot of these fires, but the media doesn't want to cover that. The media is like, no, this is global warming. Bullshit. How ironic that global warming is destroying <laughs> the West Coast Wait, what? on 2020. You know, like, yeah, that's global warming. Give me a so, break. So, so, so how about the guys that are they're catching, actually burning the shit and they're starting the fires? They don't count, right? So, both. Yeah. Forest, fires, forest fires can burn hotter when it's a drier environment. So climate change does impact that. But, yeah, there are people starting the fires, absolutely. <laughs> What's I mean, we've like? never seen fires like this in golf in such a quick uh, right. time around. And the crazy thing is, as uh, Portland and uh, some of the West Coast areas were like starting to quiet down because of the rioting, uh, started to go away because Trump would send in, you know actual uh, folks to clean up the mess that the governors and mayors made. Yeah. Uh, when they said, "Okay, we've had enough, please come help us," and uh, they did that and cleaned up a lot of this shit immediately, and the riots went down. You know, the, the folks who went in high and in hiding what did they have to do they had nothing so they were bored and that's what they're doing now they're causing fires and they're finding other ways to like let this anger and this hate loose and they they said okay we can't riot and then loot so let's just burn the shit down the other way and they're even telling you and, and this is not just me saying it Michelle Obama said if uh, Trump wins, it's going to get worse. Uh, there's been people in the media saying if uh, there's anything uh, going on with uh, this uh, new judge being appointed, expect us to burn it all down. What do you, what do you think they're talking about? I mean, this is exactly what they're doing. They're getting ready to burn this shit down if we don't vote their way. Folks, that's communism. That's Marxism. That's what they, they're they trying to push. And it's not all liberals. I know plenty of liberals who are like, this is fucking crazy. The extreme liberals 
who have completely gone off their their banana boat rocking mentality of stupidity and are going to a, a socialist communist left, which is really what they're pushing for. And uh, this is not something that is conspiracy anymore. I mean, they're saying it directly. Uh, Lilith Sinclair, who's one of the organizers in Portland for Antifa, came out directly and said, we're here to abolish the American way of life. We're here to that abolish America. This is this is some chick in Portland. Yeah, she's one of the uh, organizers for Antifa in Portland, and yeah. she's on audio and video. Recently, this was when the riots started happening. She's talking about not just abolishing the police, but America as we know it. This is their agenda, and they're completely saying they're Marxists. The people right. that started Black Lives Matter are on record saying that they're Marxist and they're here to abolish this country if they don't get their way. There's a, a group of Black Lives Matter folks that are out in Texas saying that they want the entire state of Texas given to them so they can segregate and move away from the rest of the country. Okay. Well, let, let I me, mean, this is beyond crazy. Well, let me ask two questions. One has, so uh, now with all the fires, has all the rioting and the mass chaos out on the West Coast, has that died down a little bit because of the fires? It, I would it's, imagine so, yeah. Yeah, right, a lot second. of it had, yeah, a lot the of second. it was dying down before that. My second question goes to Dylan. Dylan, with these groups out that are out there doing these types of things like uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, do you would you like you identify as somebody who's more of a left leaning person? And I guess I can accept you for that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You are forgiving. Hey, I bestow upon you my a okay. Um, oh, but what what do you, as somebody who's left leaning, think about Antifa and BLM? Do you adopt them as a left thing, or are those something that's kind of different from your philosophical leanings? Um, those are two organizations that don't really have a clear philo- um, because of how what's the word I'm looking for spread out and. Um, they're not really centralized. They're very decentralized as organizations. So they don't have coherent philosophies in Oh, not necessarily. Some of uh, them do. There's a, there's a lot on, like, the uh, organizer Lilith, Lilith Sinclair and a few others that are on record uh, who are organizing these groups behind the scenes. And I name her directly because I have personal issues with a lot of the uh, crap that she's putting out. And she is heavily embedded into what happened in Portland and Seattle. And uh, this is a person that really needs to be picked up and put in prison. And uh, when you see her videos and you see what she's done in the video, you see her in the actual events as an organizer. She's telling people how to get there, what to do. She's passing out, like, information. What's she's her name, on dude? YouTube. I'm going to use the magic Google button. Uh, uh, Lilith Sinclair. In fact, I'll send you a, a, well, a thing well, on with Skype. A name, with a name like Lilith, she's got to be great, right? Um. All I can can say is I don't like the violence, but as the messages of the groups, I don't particularly disagree with their core message. um, What's the core message? For Black Lives Matter, it's police are killing uh, uh, black people. Agreed. not yeah, but here, here's what here's what that's kind of like. Uh, that's a, a catch twenty two because they kill white people, they kill black people, they kill Asian. People. Everybody gets right. shot when they act stupid. And then when you look at a lot of these videos and you see why some of these folks are getting shot, is because a they're breaking the law, resisting arrest. A lot of times they're under arrest when they're beating cops. And when you right. do that, I'm sorry, you're going to get yeah, yourself you shot. That's yeah, just the way it is. But, but but to buttress what Dylan is saying. I mean, c- 
cops do fuck around with black people a little too much. So I agree with the core message. And I think that the the core of the disagreement is I don't think that police should, unless their life is in imminent danger, have the legal right to kill someone. They... they Okay, if a guy is running at you with a knife, do you have the, the right to kill him? Oh, yeah. Shoot him. Okay. That was uh, some of the cases here that we uh, had. Jacob uh, Brooks was reaching into his car to get a knife to stab the officer. They don't say that in the news, but that was, they, they had a knife in the car and other weapons. And he reached into the car after he told them, what, ten times, stop running from us. You're under arrest. Stop, 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 stop. Sure. The guy was there, by the way, because his girlfriend, okay, because this caused a lot of riots and killing and murders and burning down the cities. Because his girlfriend called cops on him because he stole her car and he beat her up. And the girlfriend who was sitting there in the corner was telling the officer how he beat her up, and he went into the car to get a weapon after he was placed under arrest. The guy who had a bench warrant for his arrest. So when you do that, and you're a police officer, and your life is on the line, and the only thing you can do is shoot the motherfucker, guess what? I'm shooting the motherfucker because it's your life or mine. Okay, but but how does that invalidate the fact that black lives matter? Oh, I mean, it doesn't. And then All lives like, matter. Me, that's, me, not, me, that's, me, not, me, that's not the, right, the, uh, the point here. All lives matter. You're talking about a very small number of people that get killed compared to a very large number of people that get killed. More black-on-black crime happens than, black, but, than white officers kill black people. But, That's a but, fact. But you can't... There are no institutional... Black-on-black crime is not an institutional problem, whereas police are tools of it, an institution. It is. It is part of the institutional issue. You know why? Because that a lot of the black-on-black crime happened because of the 70s and 80s and 90s. There were crime bills that were passed in this country which targeted young African-American males who oh, committed a first-time crime, uh, say, like they had weed on them, and they sent them to jail for 20-plus years. A lot of these people had kids. Now they have broken homes for two or three generations. Uh, this is uh, crime bills all passed during, guess who? Yeah, Joe Biden's time and Bill Clinton, yeah, Clinton yeah. yeah, right. In '94, the, the the Joe Biden uh, crime bill that he wanted in '93, Bill Clinton signed into uh, law in '94. Before that, the, right. the '86 well, bill that Joe Biden passed, in the '70s this. bill, he's been in office for 50 years. He's put more black people behind Mars, mm-hmm. had his hand in more black homes being destroyed than any politician in Congress yeah. or in the Senate. Let me ask this question. And look, I, I got no. I mean, I do got dogs in the fight, but I, th- this is the way I look at it. For one thing, one thing, I'm a comic book geek. I'm a science fiction geek, and there's a comic book convention that happens on our coast. It's called uh, Dragon Con every year. And oh yeah, I know. I know it. I'm more of a Star Wars guy, but there are there's also. I mean, I'm more of a Star Trek guy, but there's also Star Wars, there's Battlestar, there's all these sorts of things. <laughs> When I go to this convention, I'm just chill. I can go into the Star Trek panel, and I can be like, I totally dig this. And then I can go into the Star Wars panel, and I, go, I totally dig this. And then I can go into Battlestar. I totally dig this. Do I like all of it? Do I like this? Do I, but I do prefer Star Trek more. And so with this whole fucking Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, I, I'm like, I can dig all of it, dude. But here's the thing. What we're doing and what somebody is kind of pushing us to is to detract from the fact that, yes, Blue Lives do matter. Black Lives do matter. All all lives do matter. All those messages are valid. So what the fuck are we fighting about? Why can't we all exactly. just allow each other it, our convention rooms and be done with it? 
and look at the That's issues the point. in every convention room. Somebody wants us to somebody wants to divide and conquer with these philosophies. I'm fucking mm-hmm. fed up with it, dude. So in a perfect world, my question is this: What do we do? Dissolve Black Lives Matter? Well, no. Here's the thing: It's not about dissolving Black Lives Matter. the The term is not a problem. the The ideology that Black Lives Matter, we know that White Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Asian Lives yeah. Matter. Hey, Cubans' life matters, even though we don't get represented in space in Star Wars or Star Trek. But that's another story. But, <laughs> and you know, so they don't want us in the past or in a galaxy far, no, far away or in the future. You might have a point, Angel. <laughs> and the only Latino sounding motherfucker in Star Wars is Chewbacca, and he sounds fucking retarded. <laughs> Come on, really? All right, well, let me ask Dylan this. Chewie! That's the one, the Mexican? That's the Mexican in Star Wars? But in, in, in all jokes aside, uh, you know, all lives matter, guys. That yes. That's my point. And the ideology of the message is fine. It's the organizations behind them. They are Marxist organizations. When you organize and you mobilize, you create a mob. And that these people are very organized. In fact, uh, if you go into their website, which they have a website, they have an organization, which gets funded by ActBlue. Now, what they do is, since they literally, since they're a nonprofit organization, they can't take donations. So they give it to ActBlue. ActBlue funnels the money, launders it, and gives it right back to them. And that's how they're getting funded. Act Blue is right on their website. Act Blue also gives money in the hundreds of millions to Joe Biden's campaign, Bernie Sanders, oh. Elizabeth Warren. This is all fact. And also, Act Blue is connected to Antifa because they also do the same thing. Act Blue is a very, very uh, peculiar organization because their main purpose is to collect money and distribute it directly to these groups that are causing the riots. It, if I may, Act Blue is essentially GoFundMe for political organi- for lefty political organizations. Correct. Any of them can use it. It's a legitimate site where right. any group can apply for I believe, apply to be listed as one of their vendors. People donate through that, and the money gets sent back. It's no different than a Kickstarter or GoFundMe, except it's for lefty political organizations. Only lefty, right. right. That's correct. Look, and and, and Angel, don't think I have any any persuasion one way or the other. I'm completely neutral. I'm listening to both you guys because one's left and one's more right. So it's ACTBLUE. A-C-T-B-L-U-E. Yeah. Oh, so it's like okay, I get it. The Republicans right. have their own version. It's called wow. it's called Win Red. Okay, so all right, so let me ask you this, Dylan, because and Angel, just so you know, I don't want to look at politics, so I just let all that shit filter through Dylan and go, Dylan. What's going on? Because <laughs> I trust his judgment. So you've explained to me. Black I, I've noticed that, <laughs> dude. I'm getting older, <laughs> and I got other shit to do. Okay. Uh, I did my. I, I had my spurs on as a political activist for the long. Now it's his generation. You know, so more power to you. And as we as we find out, he's a much younger generation. Yeah, yeah. So, the, <laughs> Dylan Wade, you're our only hope. <laughs> so Dylan, Dylan, Russia. Yeah, no. Dylan, tell me because I really want to know what is Antifa's core message. Like, I know what it's like anti-fascist, and they can't spell the shit out. Yeah, what that's part of it. Antifa is such a disorganized, decentralized group that there's no. Some of Antifa are just strict anti-fascists. They protest against the KKK and stuff. Some are more 
proactive, more violent organizations. Mm -hmm. That's just the reality. When you have a decentralized group, you're going to have people who take your name and act more aggressively using it. It's just an inevitability if you don't have a centralized authority, and they don't. Somebody was centralized enough to burn Portland to the fucking ground, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of righteous <laughs> That's a lot of anger because you have a pandemic where people are locked up for months and months and months and the anger is building and people are stirring. And then you have a boiling point with the George Floyd murder and you just have people let loose all of their frustrations at the government, at everything, all at once. I mean, George Floyd was the catalyst for it and it was a big reason it happened. So- but so my, the, the pandemic and the lockdown is so... so my next question is this, because whenever um, I was asked, um, why is the flag at half mass, and I looked it up, and I'm like, uh-oh, that means there's going to be another seat on the Supreme Court. Is this going to be another boiling point, guys? No. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already becoming a boiling point. It's going to be a political boiling point. But we're, uh, people are too tired right now, I think, to act. People are just exhausted. It's been months of action. Well, they're, 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 already, they're already putting in the media, they're warning that uh, if uh, they decide to fill that seat, they're going to burn it all down. I believe that was only... I, be, I remember the tweet, and I remember who sent it. That was Reza Aslan, right. uh, a CNN contributor. He's often... a. He's not really an authority figure to anybody. He was no, but it, that's where it starts. That's where it starts, though, and uh, people are already starting to retweet that and talk about that. It's not just him now. A lot of the uh, left uh, starts off. Remember, she just died. It's not like we're talking about a person who died ten days ago. So it starts off one day to the next, and then that becomes a movement. And now, as the days follow up, next thing you know, now we have you know fifty thousand idiots on the streets. That's kind of a Kobayashi Maru. I mean, the fucking seat's got to get filled one way or the other. Well, the seat... Exactly. The problem is... And I I don't want to go into the whole thing because, frankly, there's a lot of history to this. It goes back to the 80s with Robert Bork. Both sides... uh, Neither side wants to say, okay, maybe we were wrong at this point because it all started with Bork. The left thinks they were totally right to... Knocked down Bork because Bork was involved with Nixon, but but the right says you've never voted down a Supreme Court nominee. Bork was the first one, and it began this cycle of vicious, vicious court court fights. Mm. Oh boy! So you you personally think people are too tired for this to be another flashpoint, Dylan? I mean, what are we going to do? Take a break from destroying the country for the holidays and then get I, back to it, or what I the hell? I think people are tired. I, I know for me, I'm not even doing anything. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm just making fun of shit, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> I mean, are, are you guys are going to go out and vote? I mean, is that something you're looking forward to? I mean, this, you know, I was covering also uh, ballot harvesting and that entire thing. I mean, that's another hot point. Uh, I'm, going is, vote, yeah. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote. Yeah, I'm going to go vote. Yeah, I'm going to do complete write-ins. Uh, <laughs> I'm not shitting. The last time I had a, the last time I went to go vote, I wrote in Luke Skywalker as the main thing, nice. and uh, myself as the second thing. I am, and, um, I am unenthusiastically supporting Joe Biden. Oh man, my Dylan. condolences. It's an unenthusiastic choice. Angel, give me a Hold on, you should, I yeah, you should vote for Luke Skywalker if you're going to vote for Joe Biden. I mean, it's 
you know, just thrown away the vote. Oh, you know what, dude? Now I'm so disappointed in Dylan. You know, Dylan was my boy. I came in here swinging for Dylan, and now I feel like I've had my fallacy. Let me ask you, Dylan a, a serious question here. <laughs> this, is, this is a serious question, Dylan. Hold on. Uh, Hold on. One second. I'm sorry. He's 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 collecting money from one of his prostitutes, Angel. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. That's all the time. But here's a serious question because you 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 said uh, a thing that really just horrifies the mind. You said you're voting for Joe Biden, even though you're not enthusiastic about it. You have absolutely it doesn't give you thrill in your heart to vote for him. So let me ask you, why do you hate black people? I'm not sure if that's a serious question. So I'm no, that's go. a very serious question because uh, I laid out a very serious fact that he tore more black homes apart than any other politician in the last 50 years. His running mate, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris the Uganda giant, uh, as you uh, might get that reference if you're a wrestling fan, rest in peace, um, Kamala Harris... Uh, also comes from a family that traded slaves, and she uh, has been saying that she's African-American, which she's not. She's from Indian ancestry. Her Jamaican background goes all the way back to India as well, and they are slave traders up to two generations, actually a generation ago. Their family still lives in the plantations where slaves are traded. Her grandparents traded slaves. Okay, so I actually can answer this question. So Uh, why do you hate black people so much you're going to vote for those guys? You guys are way too much into this. Just I, saying. I think I, <laughs> as somebody who doesn't like those things that Joe Biden has done, I believe Joe Biden can be pushed to do better. Yeah, and he could also be pushed to do worse. So you'll see already said, but, uh, don't worry about that. We're going to push him to the left. And that left is no good. Pushed him to the neck of a uh, pre The issue is I, you're, you're talking about Kamala River. Kamala Harris and said, this is going to be the Harris administration with, yeah, Joe Biden as, you know, he's going to be the, the president. And he already yeah. said he's a transition president. I, transition I mean, to what? Communism? So Socialism? Here's the problem. I'm looking at my options, and I see somebody who I believe I can push and believe I can make. He, he can't even make up a sentence without losing his mind. Somebody who has no interest in Dude, Joe Biden has no idea what day it is. He doesn't know where he's at. He can't even read a teleprompter correctly. I'm talking about Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris is an even bigger sellout. She'll sell out for anything. She know, also I went on. She, <laughs> she's not going to sell out to you. In fact, you know, she's going to do the opposite. Remember, she also went to shamble on the God's radio show, and she said, "Oh, back when I was in high school, I used to listen to Tupac and Snoop while I was smoking weed." Well, yeah, they were like twelve and thirteen at the time, not making music yet. Kamala Harris, good job with that lie. And uh, if you were smoking weed, listening to rap music, why did why did you put so many black people in prison for smoking weed oh, and yeah. be a first-time weed offenders. I mean, why would you vote for that? Again, Dylan, why do you hate black people? Uh, her record <laughs> as Attorney General of California is terrible. No, no So argument. why would you her, vote for that? Her, uh, simple. Uh, their policies today, their state of horrible. on the record are horrible, are, and, and they're known to lie. They are... Uh, I can only take them on what they say they're going to do. I can't predict. Yeah, what but the fifty years has been been in office, and now he's going to fix it. Now that he's senile and Joe, crazy. Joe, Joe Biden is a follower. 
Joe Biden is a follower. exactly. He's, a follower. He's not a leader. This no is going to be this is going to be Obama and Harris really leading the show with Joe Biden saying, "Hey guys, give me a look. See, I think I'm running for Senate again." Like he doesn't know what the hell's going on. I mean, he will be <laughs> somebody who follows popular will. Popular will in the '80s and this uh, when he did his crime bill, or in the '90s when he did his crime bill. We were a society that was very very virulent in our desire to be tough on crime. We wanted that. It was something that we wanted. It was wrong. It was No, terrible. being tough on crime is fine. But when you purposely write crime bills that target African-Americans, that is wrong. And that's what I he did. Remember, he, call, he called them, he called black people super predators. And when that happened, when he, when he wrote those crime bills... No, Hillary. Yes. Biden. No, 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 no. Hold on. Biden said it in 93. I have the speech. It's on video. It's on YouTube. Uh, Hillary repeated it when Bill Clinton passed the bill and they asked her uh, what she thought about the bill. And she said, yes, they are super predators. They were both on record. I'm sorry. As somebody who's like completely, I'm just listening to you guys. Sounds like a bunch of sophisticated fuck stories to me. But you're telling me that somebody actually said out of their own mouth, black people are super predators. Yes, Biden yeah, said that, that he was afraid that they were going to come and hit their mother with his mother directly with baseball bats and his kids, and they were going to attack him. Can you send me that clip? Because i got to go pop some popcorn and just watch this. Oh, shit. after the show, I'll send you yeah. a bunch of clips that are going to like blow your mind. Biden is a racist. Remember, this is a guy who said, yeah, he used yeah. to like it with little Negro kids uh, hopped on my lap, and uh, he used to stroke the blonde hairs on my leg. I mean, who talks like that? You know what? You know what, Angel? I have seen that little clip, and I'm sorry, Dylan, but just who speaks you, know, like you that, can't I mean. you can't Photoshop the videos of this dude. Like yeah. he's a creepy dude when it comes to kids. He's uh, yeah. He is a creepy weirdo, and he's a, a pedophile. Let's just call it what it is. And this is what this is another thing. You know, you know, anything. you know, oh, look, you know uh, why a lot of these people are are completely losing their shit because a lot of these people are involved in the whole Jeffrey Epstein pedophile island, including Obama, Bill Clinton, Hillary, Joe Biden. A lot of these people are completely indoctrinated into what was going on in that island, I mean, and there's, there's a lot of shit there. Look, there's plenty of evidence for Bill Clinton and others. Um, I haven't seen any evidence for Obama or Biden. I'm I'm open to being wrong on that, but I haven't. Oh, there's seen a, there's a uh, plain manifest, so and, uh, and the, you know the girl that the girl that supposedly was this love slave uh, came out saying that yeah, he was on a few of the flights that she was on, Ooh, and uh, shower after this show. Look, yeah, it's, it gets messy, guys. You got to really do your homework and dig into so, this. If so you so let me just say talk this. about both it. Of you, it's, both it's of dirty. You are both both of you, both left and right, because I'm I'm out of this game, are for lesser two evils type shit. Because yeah, because Trump is a fuckhead too when it comes to the Constitution. And if I had my way, I would have every no. Actually, he is more violated the Constitution. He, no, uh, contrary. Name one violation. Name one violation. Name one. Uh, has he signed a single executive order? Yes. Yes. How's that a violation? Sedition. Treason by sedition needs to be hung, and uh, his body laid at state. I'm sorry, 
But I am very, very strict. You do not take the oath of office and do one single violation. Did he bring our troops home? Has he sent one single dollar? Yes, he has brought a lot of our troops home. He hasn't gone to any new wars. He's brought our troops home. He got nominated for two Nobel Peace Prizes in the last few months. Two Nobel Peace Prizes. He's brought peace in the Middle East. And he did. He's got two nominations. On foreign soil right now under Trump's administration. It doesn't matter. It was been there for 30 years. I'm asking you a 40 years. Question. You think he's going to bring everybody home immediately? That's not the I way it am, works, Daniel. I'm asking a And this first three years, he brought a lot of our troops home, Daniel. He hasn't gotten into any new wars, Daniel. These are under facts. His, under his administration, is there a standing army other than a Navy? There's been that in every administration, Daniel. Every president has said, oh, we're going to bring our troops home. They never do. He's okay. the only one that actually has brought the majority of the troops home. Okay, so and at the same time, and it's not going to turn into wars. <laughs> Look, Angel, it's not both, any both you to put yourselves on this, and I love both <laughs> of you, but I'm I'm very strict when I, it comes to this. I really didn't want to come here and debate politics. That was the last thing I wanted to do tonight. <laughs> what do you want to do? Penis jokes for the rest of the night? We can do that. <laughs> we'll do that for the next forty I minutes. Five, uh, mine's longer minutes. than yours. <laughs> Dylan said, "I got five minutes. All right, five minutes. Go." Hey, no, no, I didn't. No, I wasn't the one who brought up penis jokes. You're the one who brought up penis jokes. Come on, uh, butt plug. What's what butt you're plug. good at? Butt no, plugs. You're the one who was talking about your sticks. Okay, Angel doesn't know. You want to fill him in before you got his bounce? Yeah, butt Daniel plug. has a stick that he likes to carry around, and it's covered in blood. And Ooh. Is that like a stool stick? Come to rectum. How did I do, Daniel? We'll have to rectum. Damn near killed him. It was the Super <laughs> Show Seven Forty Three, where we said the name of the, the show is. Uh, is that a stick in your bag? Are you just happy to judge me, Angel? For your reference, <laughs> Dylan. Do you want to shoot him the link? Got it. You can listen to this wonderful podcast in reference to Dylan's uh, reference to my stick. Uh, oh boy! Particularly, I, I as long as you don't see the next, as long as you don't follow that up with, I also enjoy Negro kids hopping down on, on top of my lap. By the way, I will happily debate politics another night. I'm just a little tired of it. I do it every day. All right, well, Dylan, how, how many minutes you got left? Uh, three. You got three minutes before uh, he's got a bounce. Andrew, you mind if he goes ahead and like plugs a bunch of stuff shamelessly? Go for it. I ain't stopping him. So, all right. uh, I've got a couple plugs. But plug I, away, my friend. Plug away. Uh, I do a podcast uh, on Ocelli.com every Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, called Popcorn Politics. I talk about the news uh, from, more from a left-wing perspective, but my very frequent co-host Notice is a hardline conservative. Um, and I also, in my second hour, review movies. So, Ah, yeah, check Very that out. Good. I don't know what we'll be doing this week, but it'll it'll certainly be interesting. Who knows? Maybe it'll be Daniel. <laughs> well, but your cooler stuff is with Zenimacar.com. True. Yeah, it is. Very true. <laughs> oh, Let's segue a little more, bit. More, but definitely more uh, loose. <laughs> well, let's segue a little bit off of politics for a second because we've still got a little bit of time before you go. Um, have you seen... Face the Music, Bill and Ted. No, it's on my list. Oh, gotta watch it. Where That's can you good. watch it? 
It's free. On, I believe it's available for purchase on VOD, right? Yep. All right, yeah, I might want Free it. on torrents. But yeah, it's uh, available on VOD. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, dude, it's really, really funny. Well, if, I'll tell uh, you what, to check it out. You know what? Before you bounce, Dylan, that sounds like me, you, and Kai Wong need to do that because he's been killing me to watch that stupid movie. So <laughs> that might be the next one we do. Uh, <laughs> All right, highly recommend it. That and then also highly recommend Tenet. I've seen it three times and I still don't know what the hell's happening. Like, oh, yeah, Dylan so messaged me after he got back. He said, dude, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a fantastic movie. I mean, Dylan, you know, since we agree on something finally, uh, you know, what would you rate it? I mean, I'm giving it like almost a 10. I mean, it's just, um, I love this movie. It's my third favorite Nolan movie. Um, it's only below The Prestige and Inception. Hmm. Those are my two favorites by a mile, but Tenet is Tenet is far better than I thought it would be, honestly. I was yeah. a little nervous going in, um, but it surpassed my expectations by quite a bit, even with the sound issues that I had. Um, my theater had, and apparently a lot of theaters, have some weird issue where half the dialogue is uh, not able to, not audible. I heard, yeah, I heard that. Some of the, like, it was not, it was like lower than the music score or something like that. It was just, you could yeah. really make out what was happening. It, uh, yeah, a, my theater didn't have that issue. Uh, my, it, I saw the theaters and it was fine, but I heard about that. Yeah, I, I wish I didn't have that issue, but honestly, movie's fantastic. Even without it, I was sort of able to follow what's going on. Nolan is a really visual storyteller, so yeah. I was able to follow along even if I missed some of the beats. The a, fighting in reverse was phenomenal. It was, uh, that was so well done. It sounds like I got some stuff on my plate to, to you, dissect. So. You Dude, do, but yeah. hey... Hey, Daniel, you need to finish Steins Gate before you watch Tenet. Got, you got a point, dude. Hold my, hold my ass to the fire. I appreciate I, it. Hell yeah. Which one? I'll get it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a TV anime. It's one of my favorite stories ever told in any medium. Yeah, he and I made a deal, Angel. We did. Uh, I made him like binge watch Picard. And uh, he said, all right, well, you got to do Stein Gate. And I was like, okay, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I binged Picard in a weekend. Yeah, I did it in the weekend. But, you know. Well, what did you think about Picard, Picard there? Uh, oh, that was tough, man. Picard. I love Picard. We did a review on it, Angel. Shoot I know, like, but... Uh, I know, like, but, man, I watched it again because I, I binged it twice. <laughs> and that second viewing didn't hold up. I mean, the first few episodes were still really good. But midway through that season, man, I, just, I noticed a lot of the flaws line. I noticed the first time. And, it, man, that ending. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I'm a big fan of Picard. Yeah, I've done it four. I've done four binge watches of it, and it gets stronger for me. But um, but then again, I'm extremely biased, Angel. So there's that. Yes, yes, you're and you're more I tricky. Only, I get. I it. have only seen New Trek. I have not seen the original series. I have not seen Next Generation. I haven't wow. seen any of it. Yeah, yeah. So seen, yeah have I you have seen Voyager? It, no, I have seen the Abrams movies. I have so you don't know about Chicote? No. I have seen the new movies, the three new ones um, by Abrams. I have seen Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard. 
I met Michael Beltran, by the way. Just saying. Chicote. Yeah. <laughs> I've met. You uh, just don't know about you. I met. You know what's funny about Chicote? Uh, not to get you off there, but you know what's funny about Chicote? The, the name itself. What's that? In Spanish, uh, Chicote means smelly feet. <laughs> I don't doubt it. That, that, this directly what it means uh, for us Cubans who understand what I'm saying. Uh, when your mom just tell you, "Oh, you didn't remember that bit chicote?" Chicote. That sounds about right. <laughs> Any Cuban listening to this podcast right now is going to be like, "God damn, that's funny. That's true." That's. <laughs> Did we lose Dylan? You still there, bud? I'm still here. Hey, man, you'll push it to the limit, ain't you? I'm not. I'm not leaving until I say goodbye. That's not my plan. That sounds like everybody. We're not leaving until we say goodbye. Right, right. <laughs> later. All right, Dylan. We'll have a good one, man. We'll holler. Thanks for, having, thanks for having me on. Hey, Dylan, you're awesome, man. Even though uh, you know your political views are a little bit uh, to the left, it's okay. I forgive you, my friend. You're good. <laughs> oh, how merciful. Thank you, sir. Yes, we... Yes. <laughs> Not everybody on the right hates everybody on the on the red or the blue or the no, left. And I, and all actually, like the conversation between the, the two of you guys, anyway, because I was just fucking around, shows that you can have a civil discourse between uh, you know what I mean. And that's cool. That's what we need, dude. Yeah. Jesus. You know, you nailed something on the head earlier, and, and not just uh, an actual nail with a hammer. Uh, you, when you said that, uh, you know, we we really need to have uh, these kind of conversations, and at the end of the day, not. Uh, go crazy and just uh, start yelling and uh, hating on each other. That's one of the things that we are completely missing in this country, where uh, we can't have like a regular convo and at the end of the day be like, "All right, guys, uh, peace." You know, everybody's like at their throat and shit. It's like, yeah, they got to take it. And me and me and Neil were talking about this not, uh, the other day. We were talking about you know, like with you know me and cannabis and cannabis and everything. It's like most most of the times cannabis users are the ones who can come and sit down at a table even if you are coming at from completely different perspectives have yep. a conversation be a little bit passionate about it and then go hey but i still love you man yeah you know what I mean? at the end of it because i don't agree with with any of the shit either of you said <laughs> you know what i mean like fuck trump and fuck biden and fuck republicans and democrats as far as i'm concerned but i know that i'm also very ide ideological and a lot of my beliefs are unrealistic however i also understand that there's got to be some people like me who shoot for the stars so you know to give something to aspire to but I think like um, I think it was a, it is a cool thing, and you should keep having people like me and Dylan on who <laughs> can talk about this crazy shit. And then at the end of it, go, but I still love you, man. Still dig what you're doing. It, it, you should listen more to the show because I, I talk about politics all the time. That's kind of like well, my shtick. <laughs> you know, you know, Angel, and that's the thing in in our I guess you could say industry is we we're so immersed in our own content production that we yep. don't have we don't have that much time to check out other people's stuff we i only, know that you were giving me shit about that earlier and i was like you know how busy i am well now you're giving me <laughs> shit so <laughs> yeah but the other thing is i'm doing it on the air you're doing it off the air so yeah got you this is true no but I, I get you because i mean and folks who are listening and they don't understand the uh, complexity of running a network, for example, like I do, yeah. uh, and and not only that, but 
uh, doing my own radio show on Sunday nights and and producing for other people and and you know it's not just being on the air because that's all fantastic, well and good, but it's the post production that also takes a lot of your time. Yeah. You know, putting the stuff together on video for YouTube or even just uploading it to SoundCloud writing out the text which by the way i get no help from the shows i produce they're like okay we're done i'm gone and then they'll give me a bio and i'm like motherfucker i gotta write the bio for you too like give me something to work with but i gotta get creative for everything it's uh, a lot dude it's a lot of work yeah it's a it's a lot of work and see this is why like zen on the car is formatted the way it is i mean we've had our first run and i'm probably gonna do the same thing with this second team jason patrick used to give me hell because it was like around november the end of november i would tell the team i would say all right guys we're off for break and Jason Patrick, who's always on the go, he's like, go, 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 go. There's news that's happening 24 hours ago. Jason, I am shutting the fucking website off for at least a month. And we aren't doing anything because, Angel, and I'm telling you, you'll burn out, dude. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And if you don't take the time to recharge, the content that you're putting out is not going to matter anyway. So, I mean, I'm not telling you how to run your shit because you do a good job. I see what you're, you know. But... But just me and Dylan and, and, and Kai Wong and Dave and the other guys who are coming to Zen for this second go-around, it's like, I'm not going to burn my ass off producing. Co- yeah, it's a lot of people. We you got four people. I'm one to the job of four. Then much more so you need to take a break sometimes. Just Bye. saying. Cry <laughs> <laughs> me a river, mister. I'm in the middle. <laughs> I'm in the middle. Part of like, like Noah's letter. Moses, Moses or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody on stream can see you, but you just did the whole spreading of the ocean motion and said no. I'm like, wrong. Yeah, but I corrected myself before you, you corrected sure. me. Sure. So I said Noah or Moses. I don't know, uh, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> How much time? People will see that on video later. They'll be like, and check this out. And they catch it, and they had to just so happen to have the volume off. They're just going to see me on the corner saying. <laughs> Right, and they're gonna just be like, "What's that bald guy with a hat on doing? Uh, just spreading his arms like that? It's kind of weird." And they're gonna go back, listen to it again. They're gonna be like, "Did he just say Noah or Moses? I don't know." And they're gonna listen to it again and again and again, and then they're gonna hear it. And they're gonna be like, "Oh, we get it now." Well, now we get it. But I don't know, Angel. The world's insane, dude. And uh, yeah, and we're all living in the Matrix. You know, I was I was sitting there listening to you and Dylan like art, you know, and. I, passionately speak your positions and i'm i'm sitting on a, a very comfortable beautiful couch looking at very beautiful art and i'm sitting here half i mean i was listening to you but i'm like jesus christ you know i understand and i get it because i was there you know when i was younger like in my mid to late 20s with activism and politics and it's like but dude i would so much rather go watch a tomato grow right now because I don't know, dude. I, I'm I'm weeping for this country, Angel. I really, really am. Well, um, I'm 42. I mean, I'm not that uh, young, even though I, I tend to look like a teenager still. I I got the really boyish good looks. I understand, but I am 42. I'm well, not you don't a look your age. Chicken. That's for sure. Yeah, I get that a lot. Thank you. And um, but I am. 42, and I, I grew up in the 80s, 90s, and uh, right now, the the year that we're having, the last uh, 
decade, really, not just Trump's four years, because uh, while you know this, the courts and the Congress and everything, a lot of stuff was against them. But even when Bush was in office, when Obama was in office, Clinton when he was in office, I see it really uh, with my own eyes what's been taking place. And coming from a communist country like Cuba, you know, we know what happened over there. Uh, you know, I have family that are that were sent packing from Cuba and are barred from ever going back because of some of the activism they did in Cuba. One of my cousins, uh, Nelson Molina Espino, who's famous uh, in activism, uh, spent time in prison because he did a demonstration, a hunger strike in Cuba. And this is something that uh, nearly cost him his life. Really, it left him as insane as Joe Biden. I mean, he's cuckoo for nuts, cocoa puffs, whatever you want to call it. And uh, this poor guy uh, now is in America, thank God. But he had gotten 20 years for a hunger strike because he was uh, he was uh, protesting the way the uh, Cuban workers are treated by the government. And they gave him 20 years for that. Now, when I see stuff like that, and I've been through that, and my family's gone through it, and my people have gone through that, and I see them trying to bring that here, and I see who's doing it, uh, it's scary. I mean, this, I, I'm very happy that in 2015 I chose to leave the plantation, and I unregistered myself from being a Democrat. I was a Democrat, but when I started seeing all the signs of where they were going, I said, uh-uh. This is not what we need in this country. We don't need to bring this kind of nonsense and garbage here because all that's going to end up is being Venezuela 2.0 and uh, or Cuba 2.0, and this is what destroyed my country. This is why I'm here, because I left that there. Uh, and funny, I, I was um, at an oncologist with my mother. When she how, was, let me uh, ask you this real quick. How? how yeah. Because me and you almost have the same time span, so we have the same experience of seeing America. How close do you think we are to Cuba? Like, in the, as far as going down that that route, that route. That if road? this continues, we're about ten years away from being a full communist country. Wow! If the left wins, that's where we're going. The next think, eight to ten years. You think there's any hope, man? The only hope is, well, this death of uh, Ruth, Kinn, uh, Ruth uh, Bin, uh, Biden, Biden, whatever, Ginsburg, her death is actually a push in the right direction multiple, most, more ways than one, not just because she's probably going to get appointed with a conservative seat or a conservative judge to get that seat. Uh, but that's the right direction because that is going against communism and, and socialism. And it's not Trump saying it. It's not the Republicans saying it. The left are saying it. They're going heavy socialist, heavy Marxist, heavy, heavy communist. Uh, re remember, they, these are a group of people do you that... Think, let me ask you this quick, because I agree. Do you think it is with well-intention? Oh, yeah. Not with well-intention. With power and will over the people as their intention. Not well-intention. I mean, they don't do care about the wellness of the people. They don't care about that. You don't think that they blow smoke up their own asses to convince themselves that that's the case? That they genuinely are just like uh, hand-wringing villains that just, you know? I mean, no, I'm asking genuinely because I, I wonder about it myself. Well, no, you gotta you got to remember here, there's uh, people behind the scenes that have been orchestrating this for the last 50 years, uh, maybe even longer. Uh, people that have gone into this country from even Nazi Germany, if you want to go all the way back to Nazi Germany, uh, that have been infiltrated in this country. Remember when we won the war in World War II? We took in hundreds, 
Daniel, hundreds of Nazi soldiers and scientists into this country and give them a fast track to become U.S. citizens because we're going to use them for projects here in the country. Project one of the most famous is, yeah, Werner von Braun, one of the most famous guys who so happened to create NASA, and he gave us the space program. So a lot of our institutions already heavily influenced by Marxist, socialist, communist views. And that has been the start of the downgrade of America. So when Trump talks about making America great again, he's talking about an economical boost. He's talking about moving away from Marxism and communism. Because at one point in this country, if you're even known to be, you know, somebody who hung out, were in any organizations that were Marxist or communist, you were completely segregated from the rest of society. The movie The Majestic with Jim Carrey covers that. That is that's based on real fact. People in Hollywood that were in, in any way connected to these common communist socialist people well, were completely outed from Hollywood. Can I pick your brain on something real quick? Just because yeah. I'm in a lethargic kind of mood tonight. Going back to Werner von Braun, what is the What do you think? is the connection between Marxism, Socialism, and space. Well, the colonization of space uh, is something that we have very little say in, uh, because space uh, is already uh, populated probably with who knows how many beings. What we're doing in space is weaponizing it uh, to protect uh, not not only ourselves as a planet, uh, but also to protect ourselves against other countries. And the, here's the, the kicker also. It's also to destroy our enemies and also to enslave our own people. Because think about it. If they can put weapons in space, and if you are a country that doesn't want to act right, they can just blow your ass away from space. Do you think that was the purpose of Project Paperclip? That was part of the purpose, yeah. All right. Well, give me some more of the purpose of Project Paperclip. Well, it depends, got, on, look, depends on how truthful. Here, so. Yeah, it depends on how truthful, you, truthful you want to talk about what Project Paperclip covered. Uh, you know, with the, a lot of the alien stuff uh, that was covered in there, a lot of that stuff. Uh, you know, where we look at it, um, you know, Project Blue Book, Paperclip, a lot of these things were also a mass manipulated by people that had own personal agendas and whatnot. So there's a lot of stuff in there that really is uh, kind of taboo to even talk about because you don't know how truthful it is but there's a lot of stuff that talks about how the weaponization of space is not a new concept look even reagan talked about talked about that with uh, the star wars program in the 80s mm-hmm. he was talking about the movies star wars he's talking about this exact thing so uh, you're you're of the proclivity that uh extraterrestrials are like a real thing oh definitely what are your I thoughts on about that? that. Tell, tell me your thoughts on that do you think that they've already made contact with governments? I mean, what do you... Give me your... Because I'm genuinely wanting to know. What are your thoughts on that? Because I don't want to think well, about politics. Fuck that noise. Well, here, well it's all actually <laughs> political, believe it or not. It all, goes, it all gets back into politics, uh, whether you like it or not. That's the the sad fact. Um, and here's the uh, where I draw the uh, direct connection. In the World War II... One of the main things that the Nazis had in their disposal was they had uh, blueprints and uh, a makeshift uh, thing called the Hanebu Project. You ever heard about that? No. 
Okay. The Hanabu project was a, you know, they had a couple different uh, layouts for it, uh, but they had a couple different ships that they're working on, which dealt with extraterrestrial technology from both back-engineered crashed UFOs and also from sort of uh, taboo technology that they have been picking up through somewhat, you know, some people considered contact with ETs that the Nazis were actually in contact with. Uh, what really the the actual information that I've gathered over the years is uh, they were actually going on reports that dealt directly with contact that Nikola Tesla had. And they were getting uh, leaked information from Tesla without Tesla's knowledge. Wait and a second. so and this is what gets kind of creepy and eerie. Right after the war, and we took all these scientists from Nazi Germany who were working on this technology, exotic alien technology, okay? Once the war ended, what happened? Tesla passed away, right? Wait, there are there are stories regarding Tesla and extraterrestrials? Oh, yeah. He had actually blueprints to a UFO, which and this is going to kick you in the butt, and it's going to make yeah. you wake up a little bit. Tesla, when he died, we went into his actual uh, place of uh, of living, his uh, apartment or sh- uh, shack or hotel room, wherever he was. I think it was a hotel room somewhere. They were staying at uh, for free, and uh, he was working, I think, for uh, GE at the moment as a contractor. In fact, a lot of the, the General Electric uh, inventions were done by Tesla. And Tesla, when he died, I guess who was there to pick up some of the paperwork early on when he passed away? Who? John Trump. Oh, Jesus. You know, my, before you started that mess, I was like, somehow or another, Trump is involved. And you actually took it there. <laughs> yes. John Trump is his uncle. This is not a joke. John okay. Trump was a federal government agent who was sent in to pick up some of the paperwork. And this is all documented fact. Donald Trump even talks about his uncle being a lot smarter than he is, a lot smarter than even his father, Fred Trump, and this guy was in with the, the government. He's talked about this openly. John Trump got the paperwork, looked at a lot of the stuff, and with uh, uh, with the Werner von Braun and the rest of the uh, people that were being brought in, the scientists and a lot of the Nazi uh, Germany bigwigs that survived, they were brought into the government. They started NASA. They started their operations. Then a few years later, we had the Roswell crash mm-hmm. at Roswell, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens when you work on exotic new technology, Daniel, that you're like, doing experiments on? Mm-hmm. You crash, right? You, you have accidents here and there. You perfect the technology. That's so, called. So you don't think it. that Roswell was extraterrestrials? You think that was us messing around with technology? Correct. Really? That, really? That, that is the biggest secret of the government uh, that they've been holding on to for decades. They're holding on to a secret that is larger than even extraterrestrials. Now, there has been contact with ETs. In fact, ETs became well aware of us because of uh, the testing of nuclear weapons, the fact that they we're testing these uh, exotic planes uh, and, and exotic technologies that dealt directly with their technology, and they wondered probably where the hell did we get it from. Uh, this reports in fact, that Roswell were not just one crash, but two crashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one uh, was extraterrestrial in nature, because they, they kind of like saw what was happening with the test uh, flight, and they started chasing it, and they crashed at the Roswell site. And if you look up that report, it's reports that they actually had two saucers that crashed. One of the main farms... 
heard that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And another one was like about a mile away where they actually found the extraterrestrial bodies. Okay. And the, yeah, there's been reports of two extra ships. Now, of course, the reports have changed over the years because the government covered things up. But Marcel, you know, Marcel, uh, Jesse Marshall uh, Sr., I should say, was not a fool. He knew about, you know, these kind of planes that they were flying in the military. He could tell what a plane is, what a what a weather balloon is, and what something that he couldn't, like, even understand, you know, what this is, is. And when he first talked about it, he was like, I have no idea what these metal things are. This is not a weather balloon, and this is not an airplane. This is something completely extra terrestrial the one image of him holding up the weather balloon like he supposedly he was looking at the camera like what the hell yes like this is not the wreck it's not the wreckage that we picked up and he was told to shut up and go away he did what he did as a uh person in the military he went away he did his duty it was Stanton friedman like what 20 years later who found them out and started like begging him to come forward and Stanton Friedman is one that actually got him to tell a story in the 70s and you know rest in peace I met Stanton a few years ago great guy but if it wasn't for what he did we would have never gotten the truth of, of what happened in Roswell from Jesse Marcel Sr. now he doesn't have the full story or didn't come out fully from him because he has his part of the story where he was at that one crash site but he doesn't know about maybe the other crash site because he wasn't aware of that at the time. So he could only speak from what he knows. Right. You know what well, I'm take, saying? Well, take me back to extraterrestrials and Tesla, dude, because that you, you kind of hit on something. You hit and run, man. Tell me more about that because I'm curious as shit about that. Well, a, a lot of the mythology comes to where Tesla was working on free energy technology, plus he had the saucer technology that he was working on. And uh, from the free energy technology, you know the Tesla, uh, he built uh, the coils that was trying to harvest free energy, which yeah. was wireless energy going from one end to the other, to try to give us all free energy, basically. Uh, according to some sources... Uh, that was one of the reasons that the aliens became very, very interested in finally coming down and seeing what the hell was going on. Not that they weren't already observing us, but when they saw that kind of technology, they were like, okay, these people are very advanced, and this is the one guy who's leading this kind of, like, uh, advancement. And that supposedly, some say that he actually had a, uh, a abduction scenario with aliens, or that he was approached somehow uh, through uh, radio waves and spoke directly and contacted, uh, was contacted by aliens. He did say, uh, I think publicly somewhere, it's, it's been documented, um, that he actually uh, received signals from space which he couldn't really attribute to anything natural or earthbound. So the, the, so the mythos isn't saying that aliens basically gave him the technology, that no. they, they kind of saw him intuit it. And then they were like, let's check this dude out. And then there was some interaction. Right. And he he's really like using the technology from his own mind. And they gave him more of an advancement. Supposedly, once they were aware of who he was and they made that contact, they started giving him more instructions. And he started using that for his UFO that he was working on. And that's some of the files, supposedly, that John Trump became aware of and took with him. And now, isn't it ironic that in 2020... His nephew is the president who starts the Space Force. Yeah. Well, what do you think is going to go on, dude? I mean, 
I, this is this is what I look. What I don't understand is, in my opinion, Angel, mankind is ready for disclosure. Why yes. the fuck don't they just go ahead and do it? It's uh, two reasons. One is uh, really the, the most logical uh, using Occam's razor is all based on the fact that we do have enemies within our own world and it's all technological uh, to have the upper hand. If these technologies are allowed to be used by everybody, uh, some of the bad guys, the real bad guys on this planet would have a technology in their hands that they could destroy the entire world with. So it's one of those things where it becomes highly political and that's why you have a lot of, you know, uh, people within the government that want to keep this suppressed. I understand that part of it, but there's also the technology that can help the planet like free energy, uh, you know, uh, uh, moving away from fossil fuels, and actual technology that can really help the planet uh, because wind is not going to do it uh, solar panels are not going to do it you need a form of technology that really will get us away from fossil fuels that exists you know you oh. could also have now ships that can travel the stars we could actually locate other planets to inhabit and, and for our own species we have that kind of technology it almost we're just not told to about like, it it almost sounds like to me because we all know that we've known about free energy for eons. I mean, there's no reason for us to be raping this planet. But it does seem like there's maybe some entity or some force or entities that certainly doesn't want us leaving this planet. And ultimately, Correct. you know, the whole the, – in my view of, you know, cycles and things like that, it's like it, – uh, a life form or life forms are given a certain amount of time to evolve to a point to leave a habitation before it, there is a cataclysm, and then they're just not fit to do so. And to me, it feels like our species is coming upon that cusp where it's like, guys, I don't know if you've noticed this, we got to get the fuck off of Earth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we really do. Well, a lot of that is uh, manipulated by also false media, like the whole climate warming, uh, climate change. Here's the big kicker, Daniel. Uh, the climate's been changing for 4 billion years. It's called evolution. It happens. Uh, we're not causing it. In fact, that is a very good video with Joe Rogan, who had a, a guy who's been working on evolution for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. And uh, I can't forget his name. Uh, it's just uh, I saw this a while back. Uh, but if you look at Joe Rogan and you look at some of the videos about evolution, you know, I'm sure you'll figure it out. And he's talking about actually dating climate change, going back to the beginning of the Ice Age, and how the climate has been doing its changes even way before we had cars, way before we were raping the fossil fuels. So <laughs> climate change, as we're being told by Greta Thunberg and the the uh, retards of the world, who don't know any better, like the Al Gore's of the world, who say, yeah, we're causing it by the cow farts and, and, about, and, and all the cars. we got to stop that. Uh, we got to get out with solar wind and solar panels. That's, that's going to change the game, right? That's not going to do anything. But these retards, uh, they keep you know, spreading this misinformation, and uh, they're not helping anything. And uh, what's going on really is uh, we have the energy uh, available, but again, we're not using it because of what it is. They're, I think they're really afraid to put some of this stuff out there because this will lead to a bigger disclosure. But I do think that that's happening. I think Steve Bassett, who's going to be a guest on my show soon, uh, it's going to be a very happy man because I think disclosure is happening very soon. 
I hope so. What do you do? You think people are going to lose their shit like the uh, the the think tank? Uh, I forget what it was before NASA. You think people are just going to lose their shit, or you think we can handle it, man? I mean, I think well, we can who, handle it. Who's talking about the uh, the ocean wells? Yeah, I mean that was way back when, and people lost their shit. Do you think they would do it now? No, well, they might. I mean, it all depends on how uh, uh, well trained. I'm seeing people that are different than them. We are as a species, and we know we do that very well. <laughs> <'Cause, you know. laughs> yeah, we love the darkies here in America, and we love uh, the Spanish, and we love the uh, Asians, and we mm-hmm. divide all ourselves into different groups. Wouldn't it be nice, Daniel, if we all saw each other like human beings and not like uh, different, you know, parts of different races when we're all really just one race? I'm praying for it, Angel. I'm praying for the day. Right? I hope I, I hope I see it before I'm toes up. I really do because. We, you know, and I'm one of these people, I am an overall, and right now I'm a little bit of a pessimist, but overall I'm an optimist, and I'm that's why I'm a huge Star Trek guy over other science fiction avenues, is because I believe that we can get to a place where we stop seeing each other with these stupid fucking labels like, like this, you know, where we're capable of so much, and there's so much out there. I mean, I, I genuinely would starry-eyed wonderment do look up at the stars and go we should be out there you know we are capable of these things and we are worthy of these things and there are so many wonders out there for us and it's like i look around and that's why i'm becoming more and more this 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 distasted no disgusted with politics because it's just like fuck are you doing (laughs) look up there what are we doing guys what are you doing burning your cities to the ground yep. because of because of uh, groups that are basically led by Twitter and Facebook and all these social media thingies? What are you doing? You're, what are you doing? Over and they're they're hurting nothing but their their own people. That's the crazy part. They're burning down their own cities. But it's not them. Was and look, Tupac said it a long time ago. It's not them who's killing us. It's us that's killing us. Yeah. Well, I think and he I, said I, it brilliantly. I'll, yeah, and I'll, yeah, I, I think that that uh, personal apathy is a problem too. Yeah, um, you know when, when uh, I'm not going to give any names, obviously, but I, I, you know there was I might have just stepped in a in a trap of my own making, <laughs> but either way, <laughs> um, oh, when somebody somebody who has had a personal investment in all this stuff that's going on with the chaos out there said was having an internal debate and was like, well, I it's not my fight. It's like, well, you know, fight's a strong word, but yeah. if your your own community is being burned to the ground, it kind of is, you know, you might want to do something about that shit. Rather yeah, that's than, that's your fight, I think. That's your fucking, yeah, that's your fight. Yeah. It ain't mine, because I'm over here in beautiful Georgia. <laughs> you know, looking at yeah, well, you have another fight going on over there. But, you know, when it, when it does become your fight, when it hits your doorstep, I mean, that's yeah. when it becomes your fight. But then at the end of the day, now it's getting so convoluted, Daniel, that even when it becomes, uh, you know, your problem at your doorstep and you have to defend yourself, guess what? You might end up going to prison. You might have to be going to prison, and if when it does come to you. How does that work? Yeah, and when it does come to your doorstep, you might want to, you might want to, uh, you know, think twice about having been so snitty towards the Second Amendment all these fucking years. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it, it's funny. Like those folks uh, in St. Louis uh, who, uh, I mean, the Bukowskis, you remember them? Uh, 
you know, you have people that broke the, the gates to get into their community. It's a gated community. They broke the gates. They went in. They say they're going to attack the houses. Not only their house, but they're going after, I think, a, a, a mayor that lives in the block. Uh, they're going to burn the house down. This is the agenda. Mm. The Mikowskis who are eating dinner, or Mikowskis, Mikowskis, something like that, they're eating dinner at the time. They went outside because they heard the mob coming in with guns, and they said, hey, get the hell out of here or we're going to shoot. Nobody yeah. got shot. Now they want to put them in prison. What? For what? For self-defense. Oh my God. They, they, they were, the, the mob was not charged who broke into the community, broke the gates down, and there were weapons uh, amongst these people, guns, bats, uh, the yeah, all kind of monotone cocktails, and the two innocent people, the husband and the wife, came out with guns saying, you come tomorrow into my house, I'm going to start shooting, get out of our property. They're defending their property, the cops charged them because the mayor decided, you know what, we're going to charge them and let the rioters go. Why? Because they're Democrats and they're, they're leftists. And the funny part is the uh, the guy they were attacking, the McCloskey guy, the husband and the wife, they're Democrats. They're voting for Joe Biden. They're voting blue. And they were actually supporters of uh, Black Lives Matter. All that went away as soon as this happened. Not only did they stop supporting Black Lives Matter, they're completely on the Trump train now. Uh, they've changed their tune because they saw firsthand what these people are really about. They're not about protecting uh, the, the people. They're not, they don't care about us. They don't care about the government. They don't care about the, anything. They don't care about the country. They care about their own agendas, and that's overthrowing the country, demolishing this country, abolishing the country. And they start with the police. They start with taking away your guns. They start with taking away your rights. And that's what they're doing. Well, Biden even said that he's going to have Beto O'Rourke be the head czar of the, of the gun control in this country. Beto said when he was running for president that what was he going to do first day? Take away your guns. He was going to remove that from the Constitution. He, that, that was all over the news. And that's the guy you want to put in charge of guns in this country? What is, what's he telling you? Yeah, well, I'll just say this. I saw a bumper sticker today in a motel parking lot that I was staying at that says, when soap is outlawed, only outlaws will have soap. <coughs> yeah, exactly. And that's... Yeah. No. So, Which uh, that's a perfect way, way to say when uh, they take away our, our rights to bear arms, only the criminals are going to have the arms and the guns, that's and that's when they're going to come to your door and say, uh, "Yeah, this is our property now. Get the hell out, or we're going to shoot you." Guess what? We're going to shoot you anyway, and now you can't call the cops because they're going to be defunded and gone. So who's going to protect you? The Ghostbusters? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. That being said, the only thing I can do, man, is I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the Starship's Enterprise fiddling while it all burns because, like I said, I <laughs> I had the opportunity to enjoy freedom and I did I, I served my time with activist boots on, and now it's time for me to kind of retire from that and pass it off to people like Dylan and whoever else. Pray, you know. So. Yeah, that's, well, let's start praying, brother. Uh, speaking of which, we're almost out of time here. Give us uh, the websites again uh, so people can follow up. I know the uh, the videos on YouTube, and uh, shame on me for not having been caught up, and I will catch up. Uh, 
No worries. I know. I know. Some I know. magic mushrooms, and then you'll have a weekend to get caught up. But yeah, uh, first I'm still waiting, brother. I'm still waiting for the packages. Come on, get oh, it to me. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> let's talk off the air. Uh, now, first, first and foremost, before I plug my own stuff, I want to go ahead and say, you know, anybody out there who needs access to medical cannabis for a myriad of different uh, ailments uh, in all 50 states, you can look us up at getcannasense.com. Get um, There's a live chat button at the bottom. You can talk to a, a patient support person, and they'll walk you through getting a recommendation in all 50 states so you can get access to your medical cannabis. I'm go ahead and say that because I'll tell you this, Angel, there's a lot of people in this country that are in a lot of pain, suffering, trauma, and anguish, and um, that's our part. That's our way of doing our part to try to calm some of this shit down because I joke about it, but there is hope, and um, the first step in hope is to – Get a plateau in whatever's ailing you to be able to kind of, you know, I don't know, stop panicking and stop freaking out. You know, it's not a cure-all, end-all, be-all, but I do believe that cannabis access is a very, very important first step. Um, and so I do want to let people know there is access. It is lawful. It is lawful in all 50 states. Um so get you some medical cannabis so you can have political discussions like we had tonight and not kill each other or burn your city down. <laughs> that being said. You can find me, Dylan, Kai Wong, and a bunch of other up, up and coming uh, upstarts this year at zeninthecar.com. Zeninthecar.com. Uh, you can also find us at zeninthecar at, on YouTube and all the other social media bullshit. You know, just put in Zen in the yeah. Car. We got it. It's there. Um, and basically, you know, what we're trying to do is not say it's not important to be active, but just do it in a more lighthearted way. An introspective way than what you're you're gonna find elsewhere because people take shit way too seriously, Angel. And yeah, that's anything, true. Yeah, way too seriously. So I appreciate you having me and Dylan on, and uh, we look forward to the next time. Um, next time, try to get Kai Wan on. I, I, I'm dying to meet Kai Wan. Yeah, Kai, yeah, Kai Wan's great, man, and uh, I think you guys would get along great. And he, I, I have been texting him throughout, but he's <laughs> he's doing his thing. But yeah, we'll bring Kai Wan on next time. By that time, he'll be ready. Good times. Thank you for joining me on uh, this uh, very creepy evening on nine twenty 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 nine twenty twenty. Thanks, Angel. We appreciate you, man. You be you be cool. You too, brother. Thanks for being here. And uh, stay safe, stay COVID free, and uh, we'll talk again very soon. Sounds like a plan, man. Later, guys. Take care, brother. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the great Daniel Lewis Crumpton. Again, check out his websites uh, and, uh, and, of course, Dylan Wade, who uh, joined us on the show. Guys, uh, that's it for the rest of the night. Uh, we have uh, more uh, live talk radio coming up on psn-radio.com. But for me, I'm stargazing the hell out of here. To all my friends listening in and those on podcast, stay safe, stay sound, and we'll catch you on Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, and then again Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here inside the Jackal's Head. Till then... Toodaloo!